Hello guys, back with another podcast. Um, I thought that my next podcast should be about how do we begin a relationship with the Most High, our Heavenly Father, and and how do we go about doing it? What should we do to begin our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Well, let's go with the Bible and how how we should go about this. So, first, we must repent. To repent is to see your conditions as God sees it and to express sorrow in this case. You repent of your sins. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. This is how we repent. You must repent to God that you are a sinner deserving of hell because of your sins. Because we all sinners, we all deserve to go to hell. Repentance is also a a sincere turning away from sin to God. The Bible states that that they should repent and turn to God and do works and meet for repentance. Acts chapter 26 verse 20. Now, the second thing we must do, you you must believe. You got to believe. Believing is more than just acknowledging that Yeshua Hamashiach exists. In other words, Yeshua just means Jesus Christ. But it, but that's his Hebrew name. So the Bible says the devil also believes and trembles. This is second James, I mean James chapter two, verse nineteen. True, believing is is placing your complete confidence in him and his ability to save you. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. So, we have to give our faith that Yeshua died for our sins firstly and then rose up on the third day and conquered death and we have to believe that he is willing to forgive us of our sins this is how we we believe we have to believe these things you must you must believe with all your heart that Yeshua Hamashiach is the son of God. The son of God. That he died on the cross to save you. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. The master Yeshua. And shalt believe in thy heart. That God Elohim has raised him from the dead. And thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believeth unto righteousness Romans chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 
you you must ask. That's the third the third step. For whosoever shall call upon a name, the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter ten verse thirteen. To call upon the Lord is to ask Yeshua Hamashiach to forgive your sin and save you from eternity in hell. You must pray and ask for what the mouth of confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 10. Then we must must receive to receive something you must take it salvation is offered as a free gift from from elohim another in another word when i say elohim I also it means god for the wages of sin is death but the gift of elohim is eternal life through yeshua hamashat our lord romans Chapter 6, verse 23. The Bible says, For by grace are we are ye saved. It is a gift of Elohim. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. So that's that's another thing I want y'all to understand. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God or Elohim is eternal life through. Yeshua Hamashiach, our Lord. So, believing that Yeshua died for your sins and came back on the third day and risen up from the dead, conquering death, you have to understand when we sin, we are deserving to die. For that's what that's what this verse says. For the wages of sin is death. That's why Yeshua died for our sins. Because the, the cost of sin is death. You deserve to die for sin. But that's what Yeshua's given us. He's given us the free gift if we believe. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Yeshua Hamashiach, our master. So... If we believe in, in Yeshua, our master, then we are free to have this gift of eternal life. Like any gift, it is not yours until you receive it. But as many as receive him, to them give the power to become the sons of Elohim. Even to them that believe on his name. John chapter 1 verse 12. You must pray and tell the master. When Also another thing. When I say master. It's another word for Lord. But I will go over that another time. But when I say master. It's, just, it's another word for Lord. That you wish to receive his wonderful gift of eternal life. So. So that's it right there. One, you, you got to repent of your sins. You got to you got to repent of your sins. You got to you have to 
understand that you are deserving of hellfire, deserving of that. And you must believe that Yeshua died for your sins and then rose up on the third day conquering death. And then you must, you got, you have to ask to be forgiven. Then you must, you got to take in this free gift that our Heavenly Father is giving us. And this is very important because if you do not repent and you do not believe and you do not ask and you do not take up your free gift, you will Go to hell. This is the sad part, but it's true. And I have to be honest. You have to repent of your sin. You have to turn away from sin. That is what repentance is. You have to turn away from your sinful ways. You have to turn away from your sinful lifestyle. Then you have to believe. Then you got to ask. Then you got to take up the free gift. And you have to go to the Father personally. You have to take the time out of your day. And understand how important this is. And pray to your father. Pray to our Messiah, Yeshua Hamashiach. In another words, Jesus Christ. Got to go to him and pray to him and tell him that you are sorry for all the things that you have did, sin. And then you want to ask that I want I want to I want to turn my life around. I want your help, Jesus. I want your help, Yeshua. I want your help. Could you help me turn my life around? Turn my life around from this sinful nature that I have been living in this sinful life for so long. I want to receive your love, Yeshua. I want to receive your love, Jesus. I want to be, be forgiven of all my sins that I have committed. And I want to turn my life around and live my life for you. Please forgive me of all my sins. And that's what you have to do. You have to pray personally on your own to do this. I can't do it for you. But you have to do this on your own. The time is now. You have come to the place in your life where you must make a decision. If you choose to accept the payment made by Master, our Master Yeshua Hamashiach for your sins, then you simply need to bow your head and pray. Tell Yeshua, tell Jesus in your own words that you are sorry for your sins and ask him to forgive you and save you from hell. Tell him you are willing to receive him as your master and savior. Let him know you want to accept his gift of eternal life. Remember, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ never turns away anyone. He doesn't. So you can take this, take this now and he is willing to forgive you. In the word in the Bible, it says that he is faithful. That whoever comes to him and confesses with their mouth that they sin in everything. He is faithful to forgive us of our sins. But you have to, you have to go 
as it says, that if we ask, then we shall receive. You have to go out and do this. If you don't do this, then you are condemning yourself to hell. But you have to take up this free gift because you can't. You may have a gift, but but you have to take it. You have to go there and take it. So that is all I want to say. Um, I will share a little more. Yeshua tells us of a true event. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed, clothed in purple and fine linen and fared. Supposedly every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that he, that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and see if Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us, you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. So, so basically to understand this little part and Luke chapter 16 is that you have this rich man enjoying all the riches, enjoying the pleasures of life. But he never gave anything. He never shared anything. It says that we all have receiving something from the most high. We all have receiving something from the father. But if you act like you had never received anything or you act like that this was given to you in your own. This man never shared anything. He didn't he didn't share to this man Lazarus. More more I'm not going to say he never shared anything, but the point of this says that he didn't share with Lazarus. You had Lazarus that was poor, hungry, beggar, accent, just wanted food, he just wanted crumbs, he was looking for something. But this man did not let him eat eat anything. He let the dogs eat the crumbs and all that. And, and this man then he goes into hell. And he and then he sees Abraham. And then he says, "Give me get, dip your hands in some water and give it to me so I may drink cuz the flame is so hot. This is hell. This man is in hell." But he says, don't you remember that you was living in pleasure? And 
now you want you want to ask me for something, but you never shared anything. This is the consequences if you decide to continue living in sin and never sharing, never being loved. The Bible speaks of hell six times more than more than that of heaven. Matthew's chapter seven, verse thirteen through fourteen. Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in their act, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So this right here is saying narrow Enter ye in the straight gate. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. So, understanding broad is the way is that there is many ways of life that we can move. But those those ways are going to lead to you and it's going to lead to destruction. It's going to leave you sad. It's going to leave you hurt. And it's going to lead you into hell most of all and most and not only that you may find pleasure in these little things but you got to understand life life is it's a temporal thing we only live for so long so my so mind you if you live in broad the broad way you may move traverse in all, all the ways you want to move but straight but narrow is the way that leadeth into life. Meaning, you're that way. There's only one way. There's only one way according to, to the Most High. According to the Bible that we should move. We don't have many ways to move. But we only have one way according to the Word. That we should live righteously. And that we should repent of our sins and turn from evil. And every we should not live in darkness. We should not have fellowship with darkness, but we should have fellowship with light. That is what Yeshua Hamashiach says. And that repent for the kingdom is at hand. We have to repent for the kingdom of is at hand. We don't know the day or the hour. It says the most high will come in the thief of the night. No one knows the day or the hour. The last days, the destruction, the end of times, no man will know. People say that it will be 2021. It will be 2022. No man knows the day or the hour. He could come at any time, at any day. He could come at night. He could come in the day of rest. But when he comes, are you are you living righteously or are you living in sin? That's why you have to repent for the kingdom is at hand. Yeshua tells us in the Bible that we should pray daily daily that we make it into the kingdom because it is harder to enter into the kingdom of heaven it says that it is easier for a camel I may be missing this up but it says it's easier for a camel 
to enter a needle in a haystack. A needle's a small hole. Those little small holes in a haystack. It's easier for a camel to enter into a small hole than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. God does not want us to go to hell or go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he, Elohim, have made him Yeshua to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we may, might be made the righteousness of Elohim in him. Hell was not created for man. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. This was prepared for the devil and his angels. But we continue, continue to live in this way of sin. Look, look, I want y'all to truly understand this, that. God, Elohim, the Most High, is a father. He loves us. He loves his children. He put us on this earth for a reason. At first, hell wasn't going to be a place for us. That was not going to be a thing. We was going to be living on heaven on earth. Because our sin, it put us far from the heavenly lifestyle. It put... You got to understand... That, that these things wasn't meant for us. That's why you that's why Yeshua died for our sins. Right here it says, it is Yeshua the only way to salvation. Yes, he is. Yeshua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we have to go to him. That's why you have to pray and confess your sins to Yeshua Hamashiach. Is, is Elohim's love for everyone? Yes. For Elohim so loved the world. The world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Elohim is holy. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Romans chapter 3 verse 10. No one is righteous, not even me. Not, not your pastor, not your preacher. None is righteous. None. But there was only one that was righteous. His name was Yeshua Hamashiach. Jesus Christ. What is the result of sin? Spiritual death. For the wages of sin is death. You won't be spiritually dead. But you're, But for the wages of sin is death. Me, meaning in other words. Obviously when you choose Yeshua. When you choose him. You are choosing everlasting life because when you believe in him and you choose to live your life for him, 
the promises that he gives us is that when we die, that we should be resurrected and live in his kingdom. But when you when you choose to live in sin, you're going to die. You're going to be in hell. And hell is the second death. You're going to be in hell, burning and burn and brimstone. But Yeshua is giving us this free gift that we can live with him. We can live in his kingdom, live again, and not die. Elohim is just. He cleanses us from all sin. The shed of blood of Yeshua Hamashiach. Behold, the Lamb of Elohim which taketh away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Yeshua Hamashiach was the ultimate sacrifice. Is there any other sacrifice for sin? No. The blood of Yeshua Hamashiach, his sin, his son cleanses us from all sin. John chapter 1 verse 7 that is that is all I will say I pray and I hope that this has blessed you and that you truly take this free gift that Yeshua Hamashiach is given to us all he is given to us all he's given this to the whole world but you have to take it you have to be willing to be humble you have to humble yourself and say that i am a sinner that i am not perfect that i am willing to take you up yeshua on your free gift and change my ways and turn away from my sins because i know that i am not worthy but as i said before it's up to you I pray for you, family, and y'all bless. God bless. Have a, have a great day, and repent of your sins. All right. Take care. Hello, guys. Here's to another podcast where I share the word in the Gospels, which is the good news. So I felt it on my heart and my spirit that that I should make a new podcast. What do we do after repentance? So what does life or what does um what do living in Christ living in the Messiah looks like what does it looks like now that you have repented and now turned away from your old lifestyle what does that look like <sighs> as usual i will go straight to scriptures and we will go to let me see. Um, you know what? We can go to the Old Testament. And then we could go to the New Testament. But first, we're going to start here. Um, 
the Ten Commandments, which is in Exodus chapter chapter twenty, verse three. Okay. Me just get one thing. All right, Exodus chapter twenty, verse three. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. So now that you have repented to Yeshua, the Messiah, you can't have any other gods before him. You only can worship one God, have one God in your life. And that being said, the next the next verse is closely similar to that. So you may not worship any other God, but thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the f the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So you now now that being said right there, you may not worship any other God, but you can't have any other graven images because if even if you have an image of um of Jesus and stuff like that cuz you know how some people have Jesus up in their house like a picture or or like a like a cross and you bound yourself down to the cross Yeshua says Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. So, where Yeshua is at, he's in heaven. It should He don't want anything in the likeness of him or anybody up on heaven above or that is in earth beneath. So, no, no man, no graven images at all. Not even in the sea, all that. So, so that being said, you can't have any graven images. You may think you following God, and you bound yourself down to a cross. You bound yourself down to um, a graven images of the the Jesus. And you know why I say Jesus? No, because I already told y'all Yeshua is his Hebrew, the Hebrew name of the Messiah. And the reason why I say Jesus when I talk about graven images, because that is not his true name. And you worship going down, worshiping a picture or a cross, you're worshiping another God. Now, I want to let's move on to the next one. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold unto him guiltless 
that taketh his name in vain. So, so when people say, oh my, you know what, or, or when they, you know, people, mostly people be like, whatever you associate the Messiah, if you're more comfortable saying Jesus anyway, and you want to learn more on the name Yeshua and all that stuff, if you're, if you closely align with that name and you using that name and you saying Jesus Christ or oh my you know what then you taking his name in vain because if you believe that to be his name and that's the name you use in prayer then you taking his name in vain and it says thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. So do not say his name in vain. This is something that's another. Alright, we're going to move on to the next one. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But on a seventh day is the Sabbath of the Most High, thy Elohim, or God. And it thou shalt not do any work, though nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor cattle, nor thy stranger that's within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and the earth and the sea and all that in them and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So... Six days we are supposed to work. The first day of the week is Sunday, and 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 Friday through Friday. So that's six days right there. On the seventh day we are supposed to rest, which is the sat is Saturday. Some people think the seventh day is Saturday, and that's a misconception. But you can look clearly on your calendar. That Sunday is the first day of the week, and I could make, I will be making another podcast on, on Sunday worship and more things about that misconception. But right now, I'm telling you that Sunday is the first day of the week, and we're supposed to work through Sunday, through Friday, and Saturday is the, the day of rest. That is the day we we're, we're supposed to rest. Now, I, I do understand that some people have to work on Saturday. And if you have to work, um, the thing I would say is either pray about it, pray, and ask the, ask the Father, ask, um, ask the Son, you know, Yeshua. Ask Him, the Messiah, and ask Him on on how you should go about that because I personally can't really say anything because I am not God and I am not the son Yeshua so I can't really say anything I will say pray on it and ask him um what that what you should do and and if um you want to start following the Sabbath day or if you already know about the Saturday um this um the Sabbath and you wanna rest on the Sabbath day, pray on it. Pray that um 
that um he give you an answer and a way out um number five honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the lord thy god giveth thee so right here honor thy mother and thy father meaning you know simple as that honor thy father and thy mother just give have give respect speak to them respectfully because they are our parents they they did bring us here and i mean that that's all number six thou shall not kill we know this i mean these are things we are not supposed to do in in any any country any land that you're in you're not supposed to kill anybody all right thou shall not commit adultery thou shall not like so adultery if any of y'all don't know that i mean that's kind of obvious but don't don't mess with somebody wife don't do that don't mess with nobody wife thou shall not steal Belong to you. Thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't, don't assume something and you don't know and you haven't seen it yourself. That's clear. All right. And the tenth, the tenth, thou shall not covet thy neighbor house. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his man servant nor his maid servant nor his ox nor his ass nor anything that is in thy neighbors i mean that kind of goes in thou shall not steal and thou shall not commit adultery don't don't desire anything that is of your neighbors don't try to take don't try to take anything don't you know simple simple I Yeshua now let's get let's get to the New Testament Matthews chapter 20 verse 37 through 39 Yeshua said unto him thou shalt love thy the Lord or the most high thy Elohim with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. So that that is the first and great commandment that you should love the most high with all thy heart. That is the first greatest commandment according to Yeshua. Now the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So he says the most important commandment is that we love we love the most high with all our heart. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We should love one another as ourselves. And you know, I would say to those that want to joke around or say anything love someone more than you would love yourself because some people don't love their self which is sad and and, th 
And we're gonna we're gonna keep going before I end this. Yeshua retells us the Ten Commandments. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. Look here. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Vaka, shall be in danger of the council. Now, Vaka means useless. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gear to the altar and their remembrance that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first and be reconciled to thy brother. So, excuse me. When it says bringing that gift to the altar and stuff, I mean, this was a traditional thing, but it also means that like basically like on the day of atonement you really are supposed to have everything reconciled with your brother before anything and you know that goes for a sister too but all right we're gonna keep going ye have heard that it was said by them of old time thou shalt not commit adultery but i say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her have committed those who were her already in his heart. So he really people go on this and be like Yeshua died for our sins, the laws are done away with. And you know, right here, you you already hear him say that that he goes farther than just the Ten Commandments. If it's in your heart and you lust after a woman you already committed adultery in his heart. This is what he's saying. So he's going farther than just the Ten Commandments. He's going after your heart. It have been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causing her to commit adultery, whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed for adultery. So... You should, he, he don't, you should not divorce your wife for no re, no reason unless she committed, she commit fornication. That's what it's saying. For the cause, whosoever shall put away saving for the cause only if she committed fornication. Or causing her to um, commit adultery. So whoever shall marry her that is divorced committed adultery. So if you marry a woman and her husband still alive, let her husband be alive too. You commit adultery with her because you marry a divorced woman. So you commit adultery. Again, ye have heard that it have been said by them of old time. Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto 
the Lord thy oath. But I said unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whosoever is more than these cometh of evil. So if you swear on anything, and you, and is more than yea, yea, or nay, nay, whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So if you, if you swearing, and you doing more than oh yes, oh no, and you. you cometh evil. You should not swear by any any means. And that's another thing. You see, and this is Matthew chapter 5 verse 33 through 37. Tell me why. This is just an example just to think about. Let me, for food to draw. How come in the judge room they always have people swear on the Bible. They have them put their hands on a Bible and swear on the Bible. But on a Bible, it says swear not. Swear not at all. It says, again, ye have heard that it have been said by them of old time. Thou shalt not, I mean, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thy oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all. Not at all. But it, but when you go to the judge or when you in court, they have you swear on the Bible. But it says that, but in Yeshua clearly said not to swear. And I already told you in the Old Testament, this was speaking in the Old Testament. This is not just Yeshua's word, but in the Old Testament, it said, do not swear. You're not supposed to swear. Or make any uh, any oaths by the Lord's name. Ye have heard that it had been said, an eye for eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at law, take away thy coat, let him have thy coat also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twine. Give to him that accept thee, and from him that will borrow thee, turn not thou away. Don't. It's we not supposed to give eye for eye, tooth for tooth. We not supposed. Right here, basically, don't even return evil for evil. Someone try to do you they try to backstab you you don't you don't go around doing the same thing because you bring him forth back evil and your shoe don't want that last one ye have heard that it have been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy but i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? 
Do not even the publican the same. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even a publican so. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. This is kind of clear as, as it is already said. But just to clarify a little right there. Back then, or in the word, hate our enemies and, and stuff. And you know, a lot of people going on that type of thing. We hating our enemy and stuff. But you know, God want us to love our enemies because literally he's saying that I put rain on the unjust and I put rain on the just. I give sun light to the, the just and I give it to the unjust. So I want y'all to do the same. And when it says, because I mean, I remember personally, I got confused when it said pray for them that despitefully use you. Some people might take that, oh, well, I'm supposed to pray for them that things go better for them. No, really, what we should be praying for when it says pray for them, we should pray for them that they change their ways, that they see the light in the errors of their way. See, once we were we repent of our sins and we turn away, that's a, this is what this podcast, this segment is about. Once you have repented from your sins and you turn away, that's what repentance is. Also turning away from your old lifestyle, turning away from ungodliness. When you do that, you're living a different lifestyle. No longer will we, as someone do us wrong, we do them wrong. None of this eye for eye. We are supposed to forgive because it says in the Bible that just like the king that forgave the man when he, would, when he owed him a debt and all this stuff, he forgave him. And Yeshua already said that when 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 a person asked him, when his, when his disciples asked him, how many times should I forgive a man? And he said, seven times, seventy-seven. So in that part right there, he really just want us to forgive forever because you know how many times we done wrong, and how many times we ask people to forgive us. But you know how many wrong we be doing to people. We be doing wrong to others. Or when it comes to sin, and I'm pretty sure like when you go out in this journey and you really listen to this podcast and you take this in and you listen to the word of God and you start changing your life, there's going to be times when you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to come to him again, even after you repent and you ask to say sorry, you you want him to forgive you. You're going to have to do, you're going to have to understand that you're going to have to keep doing that every single day because you know how many days we're going to have to keep sending your mind is already sent. I literally, literally right here, Yeshua said in the Old Testament, it said that thou should not commit adultery, but Yeshua said that it has been said that thou should not commit adultery, but I say any man that looks at a woman, and this goes for women too, if a man... If a woman look at a man and he got a wife or whatever or something, and you look at and lust after them, you already committing a sin right there. So if it's already in your mind, you're constantly at sin. You are sin even 
in the Bible it said if you think of foolish you you're sinning. So obviously we're we're sinning constantly and that's that's what you got to understand. We're sinning constantly. This is why we had to be taken under Yeshua's new covenant that he gave us. This blood covenant and this new sacrifice because he cleansed us from our sins. But our flesh is still clinging on to a sin. He's removing our spirit from sin, but our flesh is still attached to sin. As long as we alive, sin is still in our on our flesh. But as long as we come to Him in the spirit and we worship Him in spirit, then are we free and cleansed from sin? But our body is still attached to sin. So you got to understand. You're gonna have to keep repenting. This is this is what it means to be under grace, because back like I told you in the last segment, the wages of sin is death, according to the word. You will be you will have to die. Someone have to die for for sinning. If you would have sinned, you have to die. So we are constantly in sin and we are under grace. We have forgiveness and we are not. We're having mercy. That's what. And so I'm going to leave it off like. Leave it off with that. And I'm just going to say I hope y'all get the message and what I'm trying to get y'all to understand. But we're we're moving on away from our old lifestyle. You're going to have to start forgiving people and and. and and this is another thing. If you have a hard time forgiving people, and if you have a hard time doing all of these things, you're going to have to pray on these things. Because this is another thing, moving on and living after the Messiah, the living after Yeshua. No longer are we alone now. Because you have repented and you choose to follow after the Messiah. You are not alone anymore. Your battles are not alone. And anyway, before that, you was not alone. You did not come in this world alone. But people didn't have a relationship. But now that you're starting this relationship, you are not alone. You have to come to Yeshua. You have to come to him. And you have to pray to him and ask him to help you in these battles because we've been awfully often times battling in certain things on our own frustration depression suicidal thoughts you have to take this with yeshua even i i, I take this with yeshua at all the time when i'm in trouble i call on him because i know i can't do this on my own i even cry sometimes because i know i can't do it on my own when you keep so keep that in mind but i don't want to hope keep i know sometimes people attention spans is can't hold on things so too long so i'm not gonna keep going so love y'all guys god bless and he what i'm saying if he have an ear let him hear god bless and take care love y'all